thank you. Open your mouth like you're looking for something. Hallelujah. Lift those hands up. I want to touch like you did when you first gave me the Holy Ghost. Now, I want everybody in the building to lift up your hands and look to the Lord and say, Lord, do it again. Touch me again. Amen. Touch me like you did when you first gave me the Holy Ghost. Renew my strength. Revive us again. And why don't everybody in the building just give him a praise? Give him a praise. We honor the Lord tonight. We thank him for the water baptism. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Thank him for the knowledge that he is God. I need volume in my monitor. And there is no God but he. This has been a great revival. And God has met us and we're looking for God to complete the work that he's doing. Uh, I want to thank God for, amen, um, our board of bishops, our presiding bishop, Bishop Ira J. McLeod, senior bishop, Bishop Adrian Shaw, and our board of bishops. And then we want to thank God for all of the ministers of the gospel that are here tonight. Amen. Thank God for Pastor Johnson tonight. And I'm encouraging everybody, let's be here for our revival service the rest of this week up until the 21st. Let's make it our business to be here that we can get what the Lord wants. Thank God for Sister Coward, our first lady, in her absence. I'll be turning to the book of Leviticus 15 and 18. Leviticus 15 and 18. And my message tonight is touch him anyway. Touch him anyway. Hallelujah. If you know you have a need, touch him anyway. Leviticus 15 and 18 says, The woman also with whom man shall lie with the seed of compilation, they shall both bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the evening. And if a woman have an issue, and her issue in her flesh be blood, she shall be put apart seven days, and whoever touch her shall be unclean until the evening. And everything that she lies upon in her separation shall be unclean. Everything also that she sitteth upon shall be unclean. And whosoever toucheth her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Whosoever touch anything that she sat upon 
shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And if it be on her bed or anything wherein she sitteth, when he toucheth it, he shall be unclean until the evening. And if any man lie with her at all and her flower be upon him, he shall be unclean seven days. And uh, he shall be unclean seven days and all the bed wherein he lies shall be unclean. You follow me? And if a woman have an issue of blood many days out of the time of a separation or if it run beyond the time of a separation, all the days of the issue, her uncleanness shall be as the days of a separation and she shall be unclean. Every bed whereon she lies all days of her separ uh, issue, she uh, shall, shall be unto her as the bed of her separation and whatsoever she sitteth upon shall be unclean as the uncleanness of her separation. And whosoever toucheth those things shall be unclean and shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. But if she be cleansed of her issue, then shall, she shall number to herself seven days and after that shall be clean. Go with me to the book of Mark chapter 5 and 25. Mark 5. I'm 25. Amen. You with me? And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garments. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou see the multitude thronging thee, and says, Thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and touched all, and told him all the truth. And he said to her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Uh, many of us read the story of the woman with the issue of blood. But we don't really realize the challenges that she faced in order her to come to Jesus for her miracle and to get what she needed from the Lord. Being outside of the house was illegal for her. According to the scriptures, if you had an issue of was bleeding, you were not supposed to go out until your issue was done. And if you still had an issue, you had no business out of the house. 
Well, this woman came to a revival service that Jesus was at with her issue. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I got some issues, but I'm here. Hallelujah. Many of us come to church with issues. And sometimes when we come to church with issues, just as bad as it was for this woman to be out the house with issues, sometimes people are looking at us as to say, why are you there? Hallelujah. It is common to look at people when there are laws about staying in the house when you have issues. But I think this woman decided within herself, if I don't get out of this house, I'm going to die. And I'm faced with either getting an immediate death by showing up or staying here dying a slow death by staying home. Either way, I'm dying. <laughs> so I think I'll go ahead and take my chance of getting an immediate death heading to Jesus than sit in this house and die by myself. And sometimes you have to take a risk. The risk of people criticizing you. The risk of looking at you funny. The risk of asking why are you here? What are you doing? I just need something from God. And this woman stepped out of the house. The minute she walked out of the house, she had already challenged everything that was there because being outside of the house was illegal. And once she got outside the house and got in the building, she didn't want Jesus or nobody to know what she got. I just need a touch. Is there anybody here tonight that just say, I just need a touch? Being in church, coming back to God, trying to get where you need to be with God, and having so many of your situations that people are aware of. In fact, having so much that some of you have gone through and so many in and out with God, you have to go through all of the faces of the people, of the crowd. And there is a Bible way crowd. There's a crowd in every church that you go to that's looking. People don't just come to church and worship. They're nosy now. They look at everything you do. They critique everything you do. You raise your hand. They're looking at your hand. They stare you down like, where you been? I ain't been there six months. And how they getting there? What they doing? But don't worry about that. You, if, you, if you are trying to get something from the Lord, you got to get through the crowd. And part of our challenge is getting to Jesus is getting through the crowd. It takes something walking in a building and you seem like the odd one. That's quite, I don't think it's difficult until you get used to it. You know, we have saints here that uh, may be minority in number. And minority in number, 
and you go to a predominantly black church, a predominantly white church, a predominantly Mexican church, or whenever, you stand out when you come. And sometimes you shine and people look every now and then, somebody look. Oh, that's a white lady in the church. That's a white man in the church. Oh, they must be visiting. I had somebody one time in the convention, they came to me and they didn't know Brother Reed was a member of the church. They said, I think there's a white bishop here. <laughs> and I'm coming out the office to meet the white bishop. There was, was from one, one of the brothers from the Georgia district. He said, there's a white bishop here. And I'm coming out to meet the bishop. And I said, that's not a white bishop. That's one of the brothers that's a member of the church. So you have that little, you have, but, but just, and we don't want to make that hard feeling. We don't want it to be odd. Somebody come in a different color, people looking all in the church. and look. We don't want that odd feeling because we're all children of God. But, but just as sometime if you're a different color, people look, it's the same thing if you're a backslider trying to come to God. But I think you ought to get the mindset, and I want to tell you, I thank God for Brother Reed and Sister Reed because they don't care what color they are. They don't care what color you are. They say, we come into church, we sitting on the front row, and y'all can look at us however you want. I'm in the house of the Lord. Amen. Sister Kathy come in here, she look at y'all, say, y'all say whatever y'all want about this white girl. I got the Holy Ghost, and I speak in tongues, and I've got, Amen. You'll have to get through the crowd to get here. You'll have to walk through the doors. Everybody looking. But I'm going to get what I want from God. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not letting the crowd stop me from getting to Jesus. Because it's worth getting through you to get what I need from the Lord. Can somebody say hallelujah? Put your hand together and give God a praise. I want my speaker on. Turn my speaker on, my monitor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to go with me quickly. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. To the book of Luke, chapter 6, to chapter 7. Now, one of the things that helped this woman to overcome, her focus was on Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and tell them, my focus is on Jesus. When you come in the house of God, you must learn how to blot people out. You must learn how to tune them out. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Did you hear me? I said you got to learn how to tune. You got to learn how to ignore people. You can't praise God with one eye looking at the congregation and one eye looking at Jesus. Uh, we are too busy when we walk inside the church and we come in and we're looking and you're asking somebody and they're looking and saying, and they leave from church, did you see how she was looking at me? Did you see how they walked, looked at me when I came in the church? Uh, looked at me when I was shouting. The fact that you could ask, did they see, mean that your eyes wasn't where it's supposed to be. Somebody say hallelujah. Can we say thank you, Jesus? The fact that somebody 
Hallelujah. Was able to strike your attention from God mean that you gave them too much of attention. How many of you came in here to get something from the Lord tonight? I, I want you to do something for me. I want you to forget about everybody in this building, everybody in this congregation, and I want you to put your hand together and give God a praise like you come to get something. You don't, you don't have it yet. I want everybody that come to get a touch from the Lord, blot everybody out, and give God a praise and say hallelujah. Reach over and tell somebody I come to get something from the Lord and all I need is a touch. I don't have to grab him. He don't have to grab me. I don't have to put him in the chokehold. I just want to touch his clothes. I just want to get connected. I just want to get back my relationship that I had with God. I'm not trying to be the bishop or the elder or the leader. Just give me another touch tonight. Just let me feel your power one more time. She had something internally that was wrong. And I need a physical touch because I've got a bleeding. And you have a lot of people in the church who are bleeding. Bleeding because of relationships. Now it is said and it is thought by some that this woman might have had some type of venereal disease. It is thought that she might have had a bad relationship and involved in sex. Some even thought that she might have been uh, a prostitute. That is the thinking of some. But rather it was a bad relationship that had her bleeding, rather it was a miscarriage that she never ministered to, the fact was for 12 years she was bleeding. There are a lot of bleeding people who come to church. Hallelujah. There are a lot of people who are bleeding because of things that happened in their past. You can't see them, hallelujah, because they don't identify themselves and sometimes they're hiding things. But when you see people coming and doing the most unusual things in church, sometimes it's bleeding, sometimes it's hurting. And so this woman does something unusual. She gets down on the floor and touches the hem of his garment. And somebody might have been looking at her and wondering, what is she doing? You know, you've got to get to the place that when you're bleeding, it doesn't matter what people are looking at, how you're acting, how you're running, how you're shouting. I've got to do what i got to do. Because either I touch him or die. And I'm not going to come this far and die. I didn't come to the church to die. I'm not coming this is the what, seventh night of this revival? Amen. Eighth night, seventh night. I have not wasted seven or eight days of the year to come down here just to look at you. I come in this revival because I need a touch. And I'm not going to let this revival go without me getting what I need from the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. 
grab a hold of somebody's hand and tell them, excuse me if I don't pay you any attention. I got to get something this week. Glory to God. I got to get something this year. I'm tired of bleeding in the inside. I need revival for my soul. I need this issue to dry up. Somebody say hallelujah. Shatalamashaya. Oh, Shalamahaya. She said in herself, if I could touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And the touch that she gave Jesus, hallelujah. Now, in her condition, she shouldn't have touched it. Hallelujah. But the touch that she gave him dealt with her issue. Many of you have issues, sin issues, wrong issues, failures, but the standoff is many people don't want you to touch you with your issue. But if I never touch him, I never get rid of my issue. So I can't sit here arguing about you because you don't want me to touch Jesus because I got an issue. But if I don't touch him, my issue ain't going nowhere. Make up your mind. You complain because I got an issue. But when I come to get rid of it, you're looking at me crazy. People will complain about the sin you committed. Complain about whatever you've done. And when you come to get it right, they look at you and ask you why you're here. You need to make up your spiritual bipolar mind. You're going to talk about what I'm doing, but I'm here to straighten it out. And then you're going to look at me like I'm crazy. I'm here because I know I got issues. I'm here because I know I'm on my way to hell. But I came here to get something. And if I can't come to church to get something, I, where can I go? If you're going to look at me when I come here and I'm trying to straighten it out, my God, I, 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 hallelujah, I'm messed up if I come and I'm messed up if I don't come. I come here to get something. People walk in these doors because they need something from God. Y'all with me, saints? People walk in these doors because they need deliverance. People walk in these doors because they got stuff that they're trying to get rid of. Drunkards walk in these doors because they believe that God can take drinking out of their system. Drug addicts walk in here because they believe that God can take drugs out of their systems. Homemongers walk in here because they believe that God can take horn out of their system. And if I can't get help at the church, and if the church is looking at me, you don't see folk at the emergency room when people come in there bleeding and cut up. You don't see the nurses looking at them funny like, what are they doing in here? Hey, but you don't see folk gossiping at them when they come in the hospital. I went in there the other day and a woman came in there. Her hand was all messed up. Amen. I went in there the other day. A man came. His eye was all messed up. They don't do that because that's where people come to get hope. Hell, you don't sit around in the church and say, you ought to see her the other day. She came in there with a, a skirt so short you could see everything. She was at the hospital. She came in there the other day. She just looked a mess. She was at the hospital. And if the people at the hospital that are supposed to be helping me or criticizing me and looking at me funny. I'm in the wrong place. There is help here. There's deliverance here. There's a place here that God can change you. My God, somebody say hallelujah. 
Amen. Look at somebody and tell them you're in the right place. Amen. Grab a hold of somebody, look them in the eye and say, don't focus on the crowd. Focus on Jesus. My God, somebody say, focus on Jesus. Reach over and tell somebody, I'm going to get what I need in this revival. I'm going to get the touch that I need in this revival. I'm going to get restored in this revival. I'm going to, at the end of this revival, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I'm going to get my shout. I'm going to get my dance. I'm going to get my praise. I'm getting my relationship back. Oh, Shalabahaya. Oh, Shalabahaya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grab a hold of somebody's hand and look them in the eye and tell them everything that the devil has tried to take from me. Praise the Lord. I'm going to get it back. All of the bleeding in my spirit, God is going to heal me. All of the hurt that I'm going through, God is going to heal me. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. It's essential that the bleeding stop in your life. If this woman was married, that bleeding stopped the relationship with her husband. And if the bleeding stopped her relationship with her husband, it stopped her from producing and being productive. And there are many saints who are bleeding. And there's a danger in bleeding saints and bleeding women. The danger is, is when you're bleeding, you can't have intimacy because the bleeding stops the intimacy. And you cannot have the relationship with God while you're bleeding. There's a relationship that God wants to have with many of you and an intimacy. But there's some bleeding that has happened with your mothers, your fathers, even your own life that won't let you connect. In fact, there are some bleeding that women can't connect with either other women in the church. Women who can't pray and get an effective relationship with God because of the bleeding. But oh, if you touch Jesus tonight, my God, and I don't care how long it's been, if you touch him tonight. Now, let me, let me tell you something. There is a normal cycle that a woman has in her body that sometimes you go through that breaks relationship with people. And that may even come between your spiritual relationship. But that thing shouldn't last no more than a period. But when your period becomes a 12-year situation, you don't have a period, you got a sickness. And some of y'all haven't been able to connect with folk for years. You have no relationship with nobody. There's no intimacy. There are people in this church who actually have no intimate relationship. There's nobody that they're close to. They're loners. They're by themselves. They have no relationship with their physical family. They have no relationship with their church family. Everywhere they go, they go in and go out. They go to work, don't speak to nobody and go out. They go home, they got their little group, their little small clique, and they go out, come in, it's just them and them. 
They don't bother nobody in the church. They don't fool with nobody. They don't fool with nobody because someone in their life, they had somebody that caused them to bleed. And I want to tell you, some of y'all that don't like to be around people, you don't like to be around people because you're bleeding. What you went through with your mother and your father, it's not normal for people not to deal with other people. I just need you to get that. Because you think it's normal. And the only reason you think it's normal because that's the world you've been in. But the normal us deal with people. The, yes, the normal us speak to people and, and, and talk with people and don't shut off from the rest of the world and all I do is deal with my little group. But somewhere, come on now, somewhere you've been bleeding. That's why you can't connect with people. You got your five people that's in your phone. And that's it. You get your stuff after church. You and your children walk out. You don't go to no fellowships. You don't go to no meetings. I don't fool with people. What, what is you, a giraffe or a goat or a monkey or a zebra? You don't fool with people. Well, what are you? Are you a people? But a bleeding have isolated you. Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> have pushed you in a corner by yourself. And the devil won't that because there are some spiritual moves that I need from each other. And as long as I'm bleeding, I can't touch nobody. But God wants to touch your bleeding so that you can connect with somebody and develop a solid relationship. My God, somebody say hallelujah. My God, can you put your hand together and give God a praise? The woman had to come to her senses that some of the people that she was hanging around who was profiting from her wasn't helping her. You know, some of us got good friends, but they're not good to help us spiritually and stop us from bleeding. They are carnal. We say something on Facebook, they come back, and they're supposed to be saved too. Deep in the church and up in the church. And rather than helping you get better, they're helping you get worse. They push the things that you do. And any saint that's with you is not going to push you to do stupid stuff. Any saints that wish you ain't going to like that stuff that you got on that ain't got no business on there. They going to call you and say, hey, bro, that ain't the right place. Take it down. So some of y'all physicians are just making you worse. Some of the company that you hang around are making you worse. And the woman had to wake up and say, hey, wait. These people that I'm investing so much in, they're not helping me. They're making my condition worse. But she said, let me come out of this and let me go see Jesus. And the Bible said when she touched Jesus, Jesus looked and said, who touched me? Because somebody got a miracle. I don't know who they are, but somebody here ain't leaving with the same thing that they had. And I want y'all to hear something. Amen. The woman... The disciples looked at Jesus and said to him, Lord, the multitude 
is around you. And, and they're around and, and all of these people are, are thronging up against you and touching you. What do you mean who touched me? Jesus said this is not a physical touch. Glory to God. This is a spiritual touch. Now that gives me some encouragement. If Jesus wasn't talking about a physical touch and her touching his clothes, well, I can touch him in the spirit tonight. Although his body is not here, there's a touch that you can touch God tonight. I'm so glad it wasn't a physical touch that did it. I'm so glad it wasn't the clothes that did it. He said there's another kind of touch. And tonight, if you're bleeding in the inside, I dare you to reach out in your spirit and you can touch the Lord and the Lord will do something in you tonight. Somebody say hallelujah. Can somebody say hallelujah? My God, give God a praise. Everybody that want to touch from the Lord ought to praise him. Everybody that want to touch, I dare you to praise God until you get a touch. Somebody praise him until some joy get in your heart. I want you to do something for me. Close your eyes and touch that bench that you had. Hallelujah. Just reach your hand out and touch it. Hallelujah. Now, you know, you can see it, but you know you could feel it. And when your hand touched it, what let you know you touched it was you felt it. Well, how do I touch Jesus? Keep on calling him until you feel him. Woo, hallelujah. Keep on praising him until you feel him. See, the, the first time you get up there, you may say, how long should I call Jesus? How long did you keep your hand up? Until you know that you call him and 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 you call him. After a while, you're going to feel him. And when you feel him, you grab a hold of him. So what do I do? Jesus, 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 Jesus. And one of those Jesus, you're going to feel something. And you say, hey, I done touched him. How many of y'all need a touch tonight? Glory to God. Some of y'all talking about Jesus touch you, but he wants you to touch him tonight. How many of you need a touch tonight? Just for about 60 seconds, I want everybody that need a touch to stand on your feet and just call his name Jesus. Jesus. And call him until you feel something. Call him until the joy comes. Oh, Woo! Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Come on. You, you don't hear me. I'm talking about you reach out to the Lord. Come on, somebody. Reach out. We say things. I'm about to go here, but we say things in the church, but don't know how to exercise what we say. We'll tell folk, reach out and touch him. Hallelujah. As he passed by, touch the Lord. Feel the Lord. But people don't know how. You praise him and you glorify him and magnify him until the power hits you. Woo! Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. What am I waiting on at the altar? Pastor, I get down there and I say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What, what am I waiting on? You're waiting until you say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. It's like you're walking in the blind. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. Up, Jesus. My God, if you keep 
calling him in the spirit, you're going to run up on him. My God, you keep calling him, you're going to touch him. Praise the Lord. Then you start calling him. Tears go to flowing down your eyes. Then you start calling him. Joy get on in your heart. I dare somebody to open your mouth and say, Jesus, I need to touch Jesus. How long should I stay at the altar until I feel him? How long should I praise him until I feel him? I need somebody in this building tonight that want to touch from the Lord. I dare you to praise God until you feel him. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to grab somebody by the hand and look them in the eyes and say, how long has it been since you had a touch from the Lord? Hallelujah. How long has it been since you felt the spirit? Glory. How long has it been until God just shook your body? How long has it been until the glory of God touched you? Is there anybody need a touch? I dare you to open your mouth and say hallelujah. Oh, Shatalamahaya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Shatalamaha. I wonder is there anybody with an issue that said, I'm not leaving here bleeding tonight? Hallelujah. You ought to tell somebody, I ain't leaving bleeding tonight. Hallelujah. Tell them I might have come here with an issue, but I'm not leaving with that issue. Hallelujah. I may have come here with some hurt, but I'm not leaving here with that hurt. Amen. And I don't care how many years it's been. This woman was dealing with this thing 12 years. How long have you been bleeding? How long have you been dealing with that issue? How long have you been dealing with that hurt? One touch. My God did it for that woman. One touch. Pray the Lord brought her out of the condition she was. One touch can leave you whole tonight. One touch from the Lord. One trip to the altar can bring you out of what you're in. One touch can bring you deliverance. Can somebody say hallelujah? Can somebody say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Now some of you all going to sit there like a knot on the log. Some of you all going to sit there and text and play on your phone. That's why you're still bleeding. But if you're here tonight and you need something from the Lord, you're going to have to make an effort. You can't come in here and sit down like a knot on a law and just look at somebody else and get what you need from God. You better get yourself up and give God some praises. Praise the Lord. Coming in this building Sunday after Sunday, day after day, not getting a touch from God. You're not getting a touch because you're not reaching out. But if you reach out, you can get something. If you reach out, you can get some joy. I'm tired of looking around here. You dead, dry saints. Ain't nothing happening to you. You sit down like you at a movie theater somewhere and you're looking for everybody else to do it. Get up and give God some glory. And give God some praise so that the Lord can touch you. No movement, no shaking, no touch, service after service, service after service, hallelujah, and don't have a touch from God, dried up musicians, dried up choir members, dried up ushers, y'all ain't said nothing, hallelujah, because you ain't reaching out. 
And the Lord said, you're going to have to reach out to get this one. You can't sit on your Facebook all day and texting and talking and playing and get what you need from God. Don't you know you're about to die? You're drained spiritually, dying spiritually, no joy, no peace, no life, and you won't even lift your hands and say thank you. Hallelujah. But I want those that need a miracle from the Lord to lift your hands and say hallelujah. Amen. Grab a hold of somebody and say, everybody ain't going to get it, but I'm going to get it. Hallelujah. Everybody ain't going to get a touch, but I'm going to get it. And I dare somebody in the building just to give God a praise and say, hallelujah. This is the night. This is the night that I stop bleeding. This is the night that I get my joy back. This is the night that I get my testimony back. Somebody say hallelujah. This is the night, hallelujah, that my past stopped hunting me. This is the night, hallelujah, that I get that joy, unspeakable joy. Can you say hallelujah? Grab a hold of somebody and say, I got to touch him tonight. I can't leave here. I can't go another year in this depressed condition. I can't go another year with my head hung down. I can't go another year without a dance in my spirit. I've got to touch him tonight. Somebody say hallelujah. I got to touch him. Hallelujah. I got to get a hold of the spirit of God. Somebody say hallelujah. Do I have any saints in here that can lift up your hands and open up your mouth and say hallelujah. Got anybody tonight that can seek the Lord like you did when you first got the Holy Ghost and said, Jesus, I need a touch. Jesus, I need your spirit. Revive me again. Revive me again. Revive me again. I want my joy back. I want my song back. I want my testimony back. I want my praise back. Can you say hallelujah? Let me get a few saints that want to touch from the Lord to call on his name like you did when you got the Holy Ghost. I don't care if you don't feel anything. Call him until you feel it. Praise him until you feel it. Dance until you feel it. Shout until you feel it. But I got to touch him tonight. Can you say hallelujah? Can you say hallelujah? Can you say hallelujah? Grab a hold of somebody and hug them tonight and tell them I got to touch him. Glory to God, I got to touch him. I got to touch him. I got to touch him. I got to get something. I got to leave with something. I can't dry up. I can't die here. I got to get something. Glory to God. I can't sit here another Sunday without feeling the presence of God. I can't sit here another day without feeling the presence of God. Here I am. Touch me, Jesus. Touch me, Jesus. If the whole church don't get it, I want to get it. I don't 
care if the crowd don't get it. Let me get it. Can you say hallelujah? Can you say hallelujah? Grab a hold of somebody and head to this altar. Glory to God. And tell them we're going to touch Jesus. We're going to get revived. We're going to get strengthened. We're going to get our joy back. We're going to stop this issue. Come on here. Give God the glory. Give God the glory. Give God the glory. Come on out of your seat. Jesus, revive me again. Revive me again. Revive me. Glory to God. Fill me up. Fill me up. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, child of God. Come on, child of God. I need to feel your presence. I need to feel your power. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I gotta get some joy. I gotta get some peace. I gotta get some happiness. Glory to God. I used to dance, but I don't dance no more. I used to shout, but I don't shout no more. Jesus, Jesus, touch me. Touch me from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Glory to God. And I don't want just an outside touch. I need an inside touch. I need you to touch my emotions. They're all over the place. Touch my mind. I feel like I'm about to crack up. Touch my spirit. I feel so dry. Glory to God. Touch me. Touch me. I need some saints of God. I need some saints of God. Do whatever it takes to get that touch. Praise him over your mouth. Dance. Whatever you got to do. I'm going to praise him until I feel it. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Grab your neighbor and look him in the eye and say, neighbor, tonight, neither you or me are going back to our seat until we touch him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shatabayata. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Glory. Put your hand together. Call his name. Seek him. Hallelujah. 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 